Hello and welcome to the Stack Magazine's podcast. My name is Stephen Watson, I'm the founder of Stack, and this week's episode is a special one recorded at this year's IndieCon Festival, which took place in Hamburg last weekend, um, the 5th and 6th of September. I totally love IndieCon, and at one point earlier this year, I was pretty certain I was going to make the journey to be there in person myself. But with all the uncertainty around travel and quarantines, I decided in the end to give this one a miss. And I felt bad about it because the whole thing was themed around impossible magazines, focusing on the particular difficulties that independent publishers are facing at the moment. So while I was staying at home, people from all over Europe were coming together for this brilliantly defiant but still socially distanced celebration of print. So when the organisers suggested that instead of me coming along and interviewing people, we could just pick bits from their recordings and use them to create an episode of our podcast, I jumped at the chance. So you're going to hear very shortly from Nina Prada, who runs Lady Liberty Press, and she took her microphone off to find out more about some of the magazines that caught her eye over the weekend. Uh, She sent loads of audio files over to me first thing Monday morning, and I've picked out four of her interviews to make up something like a normal stack podcast length. First up, you'll hear from Lisa Maura from Alien, which is a lovely looking Portuguese zine about identity. Then there's Anna Brujon and Leila Boutam from Club Sandwich in France. Um, If you're a regular listener to this podcast, you might remember the episode last year with Anna speaking about the magazine. But this time they're talking about their new chocolate issue and why they reckon it's their best one yet. Then you'll hear from Antje Meyer-Salvi from CO Vienna in Austria. And finally, Fiona Dummen from Word, which is based in Munster in Germany. I really enjoyed hearing from all of them and getting a little taste of what it was like at the festival. So I'll be back with a final bit at the end. But for now, I'll hand over to Nina at the IndieCon Festival in Hamburg. Uh, Welcome to IndieCon 2020. My name is Nina Prader, a.k.a. Lady Liberty Press. And I am not at a masked ball or masquerade. I am at an independent publishing book fair here in Hamburg at Oberhafen. And we're about to go and see what a COVID-friendly independent publishing fair looks like and talk to different artist book zine makers and independent magazine makers. So let's check out what IndieCon 2020 looks like. So my name is Lisa. Um, I'm from Portugal and Germany. And that's basically the, the start of Alien Magazine. I was born in Portugal and I grew up in Portugal, yet I was the daughter of a German mother. So growing up in Portugal as I grew up in Portugal as a German and not as an actual Portuguese because people outside of me always wanted to point it out. So I always felt this kind of existential crisis about it. And Alien Magazine came out of this existential crisis as a therapy almost in order to start finding people from, that are feeling kind of the same way as I am. And, and yeah, that's basically the, 
the nucleus of, of the whole idea. I can explain that alien in the English language means two things. It means both the extraterrestrial creatures that we see on sci-fi TV and films and books, but it also means as, is a, it's a legal term to define immigrants, tourists even, so anyone who is from outside. So alien to me is basically we all are aliens and if it is hard for us to sometimes understand that we are all humans perhaps if we understand that we are all aliens to something it might become a better message or an easier message to understand then that we are all equal as humans i'm as independent as it can be so i'm basically a one-woman publishing house um, so my plan was to, to go to a bunch of uh, fairs around Europe, um, maybe outside even, and they all got cancelled. So the way to get the message out was only through social media, but as an ind independent publishing house even, um, it's all, it all runs by me. So it's because I'm, I was also alone, I wasn't able to connect with other people to gather a, a more effective message via social media so it was it, it mostly affected in the sense that I couldn't travel around and actually show to people and talk to, to people about it rather than just a flip of a photo on Instagram or something like that. So this is the first number of Alien magazine. Um, one thing that I found really interesting was the fact that as alien is a term applied to legal legal terminology, I found a particular visa in the US that is called Aliens of Extraordinary Ability. So people who demonstrate um, a high capacity in their own fields, they can apply to this visa and they actually get this uh, nomination, sort of. So I've tried to kind of trick the, 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 the idea of extraordinary ability and I've tried to to explore this in different ways. So I have, for example, the utmost um, alien, which is Albert Einstein, who was extraordinary in his own field and also an alien in the US when he immigrated there. There's also the story of this drag queen in Lisbon, which Lisbon, although a capital, it's still very conservative in some ways. and. I explore a little bit that idea of being an alien in um, in its own place. And there's also the story of Superman, <laughs> who by definition is an alien and extraordinary. And also I explore the idea of, of him, of its origins. So he was written by immigrants by the beginning in the beginning of the 20, 20th century in the US Jewish teenagers that wanted to kind of outcome semitism and all of that so they created superman as a result so i explore that those kind of uh, ideas with a little bit of humor and a little bit of curiosity yeah, we're from Paris. Uh, Leila is actually from Berlin, but we met uh, when we were working in Berlin like eight years ago or something. And um, Club Sandwich is a magazine about food, but in a theoretical way, not in a like 
interviews of chef and recipe. We don't do that. We take a food for each issue and then we just talk about it in a theoretical way. So like uh, historical, pop culture, economical, uh, social sciences for each issue. And the newest issue is about chocolates. So what are some of the theoretical undertones of chocolate? Uh, so we have about 20 articles in the magazine. Some of, like one of them, for instance, is um, about how chocolate is used by pâtissier, for instance, to create cakes and how it inspires them uh, throughout nature. So you have a lot of desserts that are like the éclair au chocolat, or like the ferro rocher, which is like a rock, uh, the forêt noire, like the black forest, which is the German cake, the black forest, and how uh, pâtissiers are, are inspired by nature and chocolate to create uh, those desserts. Yeah, there is also another article that speaks about the um, importance of chocolate in the military ration in, since the Aztecs in Mexico, where they used the chocolate and its caffeine property and energy property to go to war, but also in the Nazi era with the, the chocolate in the round box and still today for the astronauts and in the ration of actually every military country. Try to do in the magazine is always we don't have illustration that are like just about the article. We ask uh, artists to come up with work, and we go through art history to see how the food is has been used by artists throughout art history and younger artists. So everything is it's not. Um, It's not so literal. When you look at the article, it's more like a journey through the artwork that you take with us. So that's what we try to do. So tell me, this year is very much about impossible publications and what impossible means. Did you encounter any impossible challenges that you made possible this year with your magazine? Uh, I think this issue, we like to call to call it uh, the doom issue for like several reasons, but uh, it was years in the making. We had to do the pickle issue in between. So it's been, we've been working on it for like two and a half years or something. And uh, I wouldn't say it's because of this year. It was just a really dark issue. When we started it, we thought it would be like a pop fun, you know, chocolate you think about like childhood memories and like a pop you know food and it's actually a very dark food from like many many point of views it has it has links to like uh, slavery it has links to uh, colonialism to um, you know obesity <laughs> like a lot of uh, like a, a, a bad food like a food that's bad also for you and that's been used by uh, the industry for like those reasons so it it's not a light issue but we just decided to embrace it and we had a really good response so what we thought was impossible ended up being uh, our best issue yet I think But to add of the, on the impossibility of this year, actually our strategy was to publish the magazine for Easter to go with chocolate. But it didn't happen because during Easter we were eating chocolate at home and especially in Paris in totally confined lockdown. So it just went out in the summer. But, uh, but still look. about chocolate is that it's a year-round uh, thing. So for Christmas it's still going to be around. So yeah. <laughs> This is CEO Vienna Magazine. We are from Vienna and we are 
somehow uh, a classical magazine, that's, that's our task. Uh, we were founded in 2015 and published online in the beginning. And then we started to make a print edition once a year. But it's an interview magazine and we feature upcoming artists. We invite also very well-known artists and photographers. So we have really world-star photographers. But on the other side, we have upcoming young photographers. And the idea behind the magazine was why we founded it was that in daily newspapers, you have no place anymore for art and culture topics. And that's why we founded this magazine. So we published weekly online and once a year in this print edition. And the idea was that we make really long interviews because everybody told us nobody will read it, long text, forget it, make a short message on Instagram. And we said, no, no, no. So and our interviews are really long, really very sensible. We meet the people three times. There's, there's one story of this in the other magazine. We met somebody who has no iPhone and no, no smartphone, no mobile phone and live in a black forest and get in contact with him and we really get an interview with him because we, uh, we have to read it. <laughs> but really these are stories where we have really do a big research and really a profound research that we have contact to people like this, yes, and he's a really cool guy. And on the other side, we make, for instance, we make a, an interview with somebody who, who sells the sex dolls. But then on the other side, we, we ask an artist that he should make an, should make an uh, artwork for the story and so on. Yeah. Did you experience any problems with regards to the pandemic this year in terms of distribution yeah. or something that was impossible that you wound up cr coming up with a new method or way of dealing with in your publishing practice? For us it was a very big problem because our edition was, as we planned to distribute it already in all airport uh, shops and on all the station, train stations. And there was no, no, there was no uh, travel business anymore. For us it was a catastrophe. We had all this edition paid already uh, in our office. And I have really to say, we decided that we now have our focus more on online. And now we, we discuss with artists and photographers how we can really have this quality, what we have in print, in our print edition, we can uh, realize online. One of the highlight uh, stories, I would say, is uh, this story. This is an interview with an artist who uh, collects smelts and works with smelts. Yeah? And we had a really big problems to have some portraits from her. And we did not found any artwork which uh, fit. Yeah? So we decided to ask a company in Berlin to, to give us some, there's a special uh, material you can order and you can print the smell. So when you rub it, maybe you try it, you rub it. And these pages, rub it, yeah, they smell. And so we have 16 pages, I think. You can't see it on the, on the TV, but it smells like chewing gum and a little, has a little porno, porno style. <laughs> it's banana chewing gum something, yeah? And this is, of course, this is something, you see that you can only do this in print. These are sensible, multi-sensible things. And on the other side, I will show you another artwork. Maybe you know the documenter artist, Peter Kugler. And he knew Andy Warhol and, and this company. 
and we asked him to make an, an artwork which refers to this relationship and then we, he made this for us. He's a very known artist in Austria and an international artist and we make a Angstraum, a Freud Angstraum that fits to Vienna. But this is a really collector, collector piece. You can't do this online. <laughs> so that when we do print, we do it with really a lot of passion. Yeah. So hi, we are Lennart and Fiona. We are from Word Magazine and we are from uh, Münster. And Word Magazine is based on the Center for Literature, which is a place for culture and literature and other arts where they are combined and come together. And this is where Word comes into play. It's a magazine that focuses mainly on literature, but again, combines it with other arts like photography uh, and collages and stuff. And this year's issue couldn't be more pressing because it's about care. Yeah, so maybe you could talk a little bit more about that, how care relates to this question of impossible publications, um, impossible times, uh, pandemic times. Yeah, I think with this edition, I think the, the point that is pretty obvious with CARE is that we have uh, interviews with CARE workers in the magazine. It's not only that we have literary texts, but it's always uh, interviews with experts or scientists. And I think, um, yeah, at the beginning uh, of this year, we didn't know how pressing this theme would be. And I think CARE is, uh, when we talk about impossible publications, is the main thing because um, I think everyone here cares about Uh, publications, cares about independent publications and to do this in these times where we are all short and pressed for money is amazing and that we come, can come together here right now so I think we all see all the people who are here today care about publications, independent publications, yeah. Okay, that's all for this week. I'd like to say thanks very much to Nina for sharing those interviews with us uh, and to Danny Steinmeier at Byte FM who took care of the sound and editing. They filmed all those interviews and lots of others too, so if you want to see some of this year's Indicon, just take a look at their Instagram page at IndieMags uh, and you'll find videos with all those people you've just heard from plus a bunch of others too. As you could tell from the general sort of buzz in the background, they had a genuinely like really busy and successful festival. So I'd like to say a big congratulations to the team at De Bruder for pulling off this year's festival. It's no surprise that all the magazine makers in these interviews spoke about their passion for publishing because that's pretty much always the thing that keeps these magazines alive. And I think Indicon does a brilliant job of showcasing that enthusiasm and independent spirit and giving it a home for people to come and see it for themselves. I know that they listen to these podcasts, so good work, team. Um, I really hope that next year's event doesn't need to seem quite so impossible in 2021. Remember, if you don't already follow us, please do that wherever you get your podcasts and we'll be able to deliver our next one to you as soon as it's ready. Or, of course, you can take a long scroll through our archive, which has loads of conversations, maybe hundreds of conversations now, uh, with independent magazine makers already waiting for you. Thanks very much for listening to this one and we'll be back with another episode next week.